0: Hello and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen and whoever else is listening, my guest today is a newly called missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Elder Ashton Bergen. If you recall, about seven months ago, I had my daughter Emily on prior to her entering the mission field. Ashton is a very good friend of hers. As part of entering the MTC, or Missionary Training Center, they are tasked with interviewing someone who has joined the LDS faith and what that journey looked like to them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening. With me today is Elder Ashton Bergen, who has been called to serve in the Independence, Missouri mission for two years years welcome sir thanks for coming good to be here i have a couple questions for you first because i know you as part of your new mission training you interview someone about right yeah about uh their their convert convert story okay which i am so tell me why why are you going on a mission why are you going for two years to knock doors and serve people you don't know what's the what's the motivation behind that
1: that's a good question um, for most of it or the the main reason is that I think i've been blessed with a lot of support through the church and just like love um, being able to I think share that experience with people to kind of change their lives and help them focus on family and just like our church just the values of our church are very uh, I think important to me and I think that could be life-changing for a lot of people so to be able to share that with other people is super important to me I think
0: that's a very excellent reason Congratulations to you. Thank you. All right. Have you ever been to Independence, Missouri? I have not. Nor have I. Never. Anywhere close to Missouri. You're going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome for you. You're going to love it. Look forward to it. All right, so now to your interview. You have to interview me. So tell me what you want to know. Okay.
1: Tell me about your spiritual journey of coming to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. That's pretty general. That's
0: pretty... So, when did it begin? My spiritual journey. I think when I showed up at Utah State University after high school. I did not... I wasn't raised with any particular faith. And that was the only school that accepted me because of the program that I was going into. I had applied to probably five or six different schools around the country And uh, that one was the only one. And I know why now, because I needed to find out about these crazy Mormons. And so I came to Utah State and started witnessing good behaviors, good models, good role models, and some that weren't so great. But I attribute that to just people being young and immature and doing the best they could. After about three years or so of being in Utah, I was curious about the gospel. I'd seen, you know, I'd seen people's behaviors, but I didn't know much about the gospel. So I wanted to know more. So I started asking and going to church with people and, and attending. And then a couple sister missionaries came to my door and they didn't, they came to see my roommate, but he, he was just kind of blowing them off. So I was ready and it didn't hurt that they were cute. So I let them in and we they started sharing the the what was called six six discussions at the time and at the i think it was the second one they they started talking about baptism and they said will you pray about it and i'd never prayed in my life about anything i i believed that god or some master of the universe or something existed but i didn't outside of that i didn't really know what it meant so i did and i i got what i call my sacred grove moment where I felt like I could float across the room and we're hearing my COVID backgrounds, my little dog on our tile, is tap dancing. And that's when I knew that's when I I had a you know spiritual witness that this was something I should do and follow. and it's been 26 years. It's a good journey. Go. Here I am. What things caused or allowed it to progress? What allowed it to progress? That's an interesting question. My curiosity is what pushed it. I wanted to know more. Okay. So once you got to
1: a certain point, what what made it easier for you to keep going? Like even though you might hear stuff that's like, oh, that's weird. Maybe, oh,
0: I'd, I'd heard weird stuff about Mormons, but I'm smart. I mean, I'm not... I'm wise enough to know that usually it's rumor that people hear because there's some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. People believe some crazy crazy things. And I even even my some of my wife and my family would see things online and they would believe it as gospel, but they wouldn't listen to us who live it every day. And yeah, are, are there some things in the church history in the past that I'm not aware of, I'm sure. But I based it on what I saw then and what I still see today both my weekend days to do whatever I wanted to do. But it didn't take long. I, I didn't miss. I wasn't missing anything after I was sacrificing that. Yeah, it you was know. easy enough. And it's, it, it's a constant battle with your selfish nature. This is not an easy faith to belong to. It requires a lot of you, which I actually like. I wouldn't want to be in one that didn't ask you to do anything.
1: So what about your curiosity? Kind of wanted to make you investigate in the church said. i saw
0: people p- there were people who just loved me like you know the savior says love your neighbor and i saw people who were doing that and that's a powerful example that has such an impact um not that i wasn't er- I wasn't around good people that did good things my life my whole life it was but i saw people just accepting me for who I was. There was also people trying to fix me and change me. Telling me I shouldn't do X, Y, or Z. Or shouldn't live this way. Or shouldn't say this. Or shouldn't have your hair like that. So I saw the opposite type of behavior in the same culture. And again, it wasn't foreign to me. It's not like the church has any monopoly on goodness. Yeah. They don't. So, did that answer your question? Yeah. Um, at what,
1: what point... So did you already believe, like you already had a curiosity before you started talking to the missionaries, or was it? Yeah. When you saw the missionaries, you're like, "Oh, like that might be cool to look into."
0: It was. It wasn't the missionaries that I saw. It was the, my friends that were parts okay. members of the church. That that's what inspired me. And then when I saw the missionaries, then I I was I was comfortable with pursuing them to ask more questions. Okay. And what role did the missionaries play,
1: for, like in your journey?
0: Some were really good and influential. Some weren't so much. I probably, I call it going through about five or six sets in the three years it took me to finally make the decision. Because I would, I would talk to them, be interested, and then I would be disinterested for a while and just ignore them, blow them off. Mm-hmm. And then I moved. To another school and after my sacred grove moment I knew I like, I knew it was real I couldn't deny that even though I'd f- kind of fallen away from that investigation I couldn't deny that that happened and I knew God knew it too so it kept me always on on the lookout I guess it was always on the on the radar to to seek it out
1: so would you say you're converting? Exp- more of your ex- uh, converting experience would have been in Utah.
0: Yes. You, you yeah. 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 The, the, for sure. The, when I, that's when I first had the you know the main experience that that told me this is real. That was this that that that, that opened the gate. Yeah, because you said you you prayed about it. Yeah. And you kind of had the aha moment, so you I, could go. F- by yeah. My f- the first prayer I ever offered was had a magical response. I call it, and just for who you were. Yeah, okay. they were... They, I mean, obviously, they, they know their message. They're not trying to force it. They're just sharing it. And it's up to me and the Spirit to accept it, which is going to be like for you. You can share. You're a salesman. You're a spiritual salesman to some extent.
1: Yeah.
0: You believe in the product you have. You're going to share it. And it's up to them to decide if they want to buy it or not, yeah. for lack of a better term. Like get sh- hard for
1: the missionaries to teach someone who've had a spiritual experience, they taught them with the spirit and you knew that they felt it and then they kind of like push it away.
0: They say, no. Yeah, oh yeah, it was hard for them. I, uh, I had set a baptism date the first when I was in Utah and then I was waiting for a friend of mine to get off of her mission because I wanted her to come. But then I started sharing. I was so excited about that experience that I was sharing it with everybody, anybody, didn't care who it was. And I started getting a lot of pushback from quote-unquote, friends, who, one of them actually said, if you join this church, I don't think we can be friends anymore. And we're still friends to this day. So that was a that was a hollow. I think he was just afraid. I don't know. But when I did tell the sisters that I was, I had chickened out, they were upset because they knew, I knew, they knew that I had felt it. They knew that it, I knew it was real. So they were bummed, and one of them, 3 years later I did I was still able in intu- I was still in touch with her and she did come to my baptism when I joined.
1: And are you still in touch with them?
0: No. Okay. I don't I don't I've tried to through social media but I can't find one one of them I can't even remember her name. And the other one I can't find her. Who knows? Maybe we'll connect again. Did they ever
1: do anything that got in the way of your progress?
0: The missionaries yeah. get
1: in the way. Just kind of like stop progress? Uh,
0: there was there was one.
1: Like if they said something to kind of like...
0: There was one set. This was when I f- was in my initial stages. But after I'd had my Sacred Grove moment, as I call it. These two young guys, obviously they're all young, like you, came to my door and I was fighting fires for a, on a hotshot crew that summer. And they asked me what I did. And I told them, and one of them just got excited. He was so excited to talk to me about that career and what I was doing. And we talked for half an hour about firefighting, which to this day gets me all excited. And it's been 25 years. And so we were just having this great discussion, and the other one just sat there staring at me. Whenever there was, at the end, there was a pause, and he says, well, how do you feel about the church? And it was really off-putting because it was almost like he wasn't really listening. He was just waiting to... Do his line, yeah, and it was it didn't. There was no love behind it. It was just doing his job. Which I look back, he was just doing what he thought was right. He's probably young, n- new, yeah, nervous.
1: One thing they teach in uh, the MTC, I was like, that kind of sounds like a we'll do like the practice uh, lessons, uh, on, like in our classes, like a role playing. Yeah, and I was like, that kind of sounds like it's super uncomfortable. Transition because you ask you're supposed to ask them questions about themselves. Like you want to get to know them, yeah, so you can be closer to them and their experience and like progress of their journey. And then there's the question, so you have to transition from from getting to know them to spiritual questions. And I was like, that sounds like super uncomfortable to go from this to that.
0: Maybe he could have done something like, like so. You're a firefighter. Me. You probably know what it's like to be in hell. So if you don't follow this church, you'll you know. <laughs> That's an extreme. bet Yeah, but they said just like don't worry about it.
1: Don't worry about the, the uh, awkward transition from asking them questions about, uh, about them to
0: like missionary. tying questions. it in. Yeah. and um, if you, well, and, I, and I agree, if you have loved them and are genuinely interested in them, they will feel that. If you're not, they will also feel that. So if you have established a, a relationship and some and a rapport with them, then transitioning, even those awkward transitions, won't feel so awkward okay. because they know you're genuinely so interested So as long in as that. you say, like,
1: kind of show that you care, like what they're going through, their process. You have to care.
0: Yeah. I don't think you can show it without actually caring. Yeah. But yes, I know, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, there's... There's a okay, I don't know if you've ever seen it's it's an it's 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 one of the early church movies. A little cheesy in terms of the style it was done in the 80s. It's called uh, Labor of Love. Have you ever seen that? No. It starts with this missionary is getting on a plane uh, to come back home and he's and uh this other guy sits down and they start talking about where he's been for the last 2 years and he just goes on to share all these experiences all of his different companions throughout the mission. And one of them just impacted, this was way before I joined the church. I was watching these videos and they were visiting this old man, sharing the gospel lessons with him and his wife for, I would assume a couple weeks or a couple months. And they came to him one day and the old man just says, boys, appreciate what you're doing. Sorry to make you come all out all the way out here, but please don't come back. Which was kind of a shock to them. They were like, wait a minute, we thought everything was going great. And now they don't want us here. So they bow their heads and they were bummed and walking back to their car sheepishly. And they get in the car and they're getting ready to leave. And the one missionary gets out and he says, "There's something we got to do here." And he runs back up to the door. And the companion says, "You're just gonna make him mad." He knocks on the door and he says, "Boys, I thought I told you not to come back." And he says, "We're sorry, Mr. Soderstrom. We're just we just." We just feel like there's something we need to do. We feel like we're, we we just want to help. We just want to help out. And he said, and he walks back, looks like he's shutting the door on him again. And he says, "All right, you're gonna get your clothes dirty." Hands him some gloves, and they're out in the middle of some Idaho farm in the middle of winter. And it goes on to show them they just helped him. They just they didn't share gospel with him. They just helped him on his farm. He was he was running the farm by himself, and they just served him. And that really stood out to me. That's how I think Christ would do it. He's just serve people, love them and serve them, not try to fix them or change them. You know, the, the second commandment, loving thy neighbor, doesn't say save or fix or put them on your personal service project list. Yeah. Just love them and serve them. Okay. And when you do that, that opens up doors more than anything, I think.
1: I agree. I mean, no one wants to feel like they're a project, you know?
0: Or be sold. No one wants to be sold. They want to buy on so many levels. And there's a hesitancy. I even have, at one point after I joined the church, there was a couple Jehovah's Witnesses came to my door. People were like, oh, don't talk to those. Don't talk to Jehovah's Witnesses. I said, they're just people like me. So I invited them in and they saw a Book of Mormon on the table and they immediately excused themselves. I don't know if they thought something was coming out of it but i was just interested in them i didn't I wasn't i didn't care yeah everyone's
1: that's interesting
0: doing their journey and a lot of people have probably probably been taught don't talk to them mormon missionaries They, they'll get you like, nobody can get you nothing's going to come out of the book nothing's going to grab you and suck you in that's a choice it's a choice we all make <clears throat> so there's I remember a high school friend I hadn't seen for 10 years. He says, oh, they they got you, huh? I'm like, yeah, man, they got me. You know, they just brainwashed me and I don't know anything anymore. I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid, as they say. <laughs> Which is insulting to a person. If you think, oh, you got duped, well, then you have no faith in that person. She started crying because she, she'd heard all this crazy stuff and she'd had a neighbor who was an LDS couple who were having problems in their marriage and my sister in her mind attributed their problems to the church's rules they see i'm the same person that yeah. just made me better and they, they support you now yeah that's good yeah. In fact, my brother's catholic so we i make we make fun of each other all the time so your your brother tr- he joined the catholic Church. okay so he got
1: converted so your family wasn't religious at all. we weren't anything
0: you know we had nothing okay. we weren't raised with anything so which is probably easier i think it's easier sometimes when if you're exploring something new because there are many faiths who teach against other faiths they put fear in in their congregation about other faiths i didn't have that so when i heard the message of the restored gospel it made sense and i didn't have any anything in my head saying that's wrong that's creepy that's weird stay away from those people
1: yeah that's interesting um so does the Catholic Church teach anything about, I guess our church?
0: I don't know. Honestly, I've only been to a Catholic mass one time.
1: Okay, because I was just wondering if your brother had ever said anything to you about, like, maybe something
0: that they teach or something like. No, his wife was raised Catholic, but I don't know what. The, I don't have. I don't have any idea. That... I know that one time I tried to present like a video. It was just a, I tried to give him a video just about Christ. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember it being received very well, but
1: outside of that, yeah. Because yeah, their view on Christ is different from ours, right?
0: A little bit. I don't know. It's, how, it's not. I don't know if it's a lot. No, but, it's not extreme difference. I don't think. I don't know what their their view is on the like the Godhead or if yeah. they believe it as one or three. I don't know. There was. I I do know that after I joined the church, there were people that said, "Well, why didn't you look for something else?" And I had this goofy analogy at the time. Of if you're if you're trying to build your dream house, and you you find all the tools to build it, and then you build it, why would you keep looking for the tools to build it? You've already got it. I, I, there was no desire to go search elsewhere. I would. I will. I mean, I, I'm not opposed to studying other religions to learn,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I just never did. That was because I, I in my mind I had found it and I didn't need to look in elsewhere.
1: One thing. Do you think if you didn't. Like, if you looked into, I guess, somewhere that wasn't the Mormon church, do you think you may have still gotten converted? Don't know. You don't know? Don't know. Because that's it's an interesting It's hard to know, because like, I was look.
0: 26. When I joined.
1: But no would, other... Ch- would I
0: have kept looking if I had not found this?
1: Yeah. And um, do you think you would have had the same spiritual experience, or do you think that you would have, I guess, like, it wouldn't have worked out... I don't know. You don't know. I mean, you I can't say. Not, I cause, can't really say. Yeah, it. Don't you know. didn't experience.
0: It's one of those things where you you never know. Yeah. Had I, and I think when you get older, you tend to start looking at things like that. You know, mortality. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know what I would have done. I wouldn't say this church like saved my life from a, a life of craziness, and yeah. i like, say it hasn't changed my my general character. It's, it's the same. Yeah, it's I just mean, giving me a better framework to build my life on.
1: I mean, if you're looking for something that's a higher power, kind of like God, when you're li- like, you're, like, I know there's a God, that kind of takes a
0: certain person to say that. Like, I know there's a higher power. You know what helped me think that there was, or always believe that there was, is I lived out in the middle of nowhere, in a town of 100 people, 30 miles from any other civilization. And at night you could see everything in the sky you can see all the stars and i always used to look at that and think there's got to be something more than just this
1: yeah a lot of people don't ask themselves that question i think that's impressive yeah as i don't know how long did you live at home
0: till i was 18 okay
1: so yeah i mean you're still pretty young you're asking yourself like there's got to be more than this like you're
0: never really never really talked to talked with it Talked about it with anyone? Yeah, but it's still like but in it was your just mind. Just there, and I, I, I think my brother and I, my mom, she loved There was this, a Baptist church about twelve miles away in another tiny, tiny little community, and we would go off and on. In the summertime, the little blue little blue bus would come pick us up, the Baptist church bus. <laughs> We'd go and.
1: Did you like it? Or are you just? I don't kinda... remember hating it. Yeah. I
0: remember it was, it was a. Just a little summer. I don't know if we went every day every week. I don't know. I probably every week we just went and for services. And I remember it vividly. Yeah. And I remember there was a... I had like, uh, like this nervous twitch in my face when I was younger. And there was a lady in my neighborhood who used to tell me all the time, I'm going to pray for you, Brian. I'm going to pray for you that that goes away. <laughs> I say it with a southern accent like we were from the south, but I was from Northern California, but it sounded better when I did it with a southern accent.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: She was concerned enough that she said, I'll pray for you. And as a kid...
1: What was I, she concerned? <clears throat>
0: I was you just hearing or right there about it. Okay. Yeah, thanks, you didn't really like, know, it didn't know it, what man. that meant.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll pray for your face. You do not know Twitch like that. <laughs> Again, I don't... Not from the south, but...
1: Yeah. That's funny. And you, you were from California, weren't you? Yeah, northern, northeastern California, okay. a tiny little village
0: in the mountains. That's actually really cool. It is really cool. It's a cool place to be from. So your parents? My dad's still there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's been there since he was five. He's now 82. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You, vi- you said you visited? We visit, but I wouldn't live there again. Yeah. It's too far out in the middle of nowhere. I like people.
1: The next question is: Did did the missionaries do anything that felt awkward or an unnecessary?
0: Just the one I was telling you about, who wasn't really interested in my story at okay. the time. So
1: you just like that. wasn't listening. You 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 say like checking you know, off the boxes, kind of. Like, that's what it felt like. And that's where it's unnecessary. You think it's unnecessary to be checking off all the boxes, or yes. okay, well, without I like, guess you
0: could check boxes off if you do it in a. Genuine. I mean, in your mind, it just felt very robotic. But he was probably just new. Yeah. Didn't know what to say or something. Didn't know what to say. That's the one. That's, that's the only one that really stands out in my mind. Um, I remember the second set of missionary, the second set of sisters I, I met with at the end when I did get baptized. She she had this really unique approach. She's I was out doing yard work at this place I was living in. She's like, "Excuse me, do you like to read?" And I rec- obviously recognized that they were missionaries, and I knew. And I said, well, yes, I do like to read. I have this great book. Here, here it comes with the southern accent. She <laughs> wasn't from the south either, but she says, I have this great book. And I said, I've read it, or I've looked at it. I'm familiar with it. I think I hadn't read it, but I was obviously familiar with it. So that opened the door to the, the conversation. Yeah. And those two I'm still in touch with, actually. So you, you told them... That you had read the book before, yeah, because that was after I graduated from Colorado State, and while I was at Colorado State, I sought out the missionaries there as well
1: and those were the
0: the guy missionaries. it was a couple guys it was it was it was elders then okay, and then probably two sets of elders in Utah, one set of sisters, so probably five sets of okay of missionaries that that I wore out. Yeah. As that's, I like to say.
1: that's impressive that you kind of had the I, well, that, the will to keep the going. The sacred growth it.
0: moment. I can't, I couldn't deny that. Yeah. So you
1: kept looking back and like,
0: oh, I got to do I, something I gotta, about that. I have to move forward. I have to, I have to do this. Yeah. And I have a friend, my friend, one of my best friends has, he's the Denver Nuggets mascot. Mm-hmm. For like, he has been for 30 years and he's LDS. He actually baptized me into the church. Oh, wow. Um. But he was when I was talking with him, he said, you know, you know this is true. We're sitting around a campfire in his backyard. I said, you know this is true. Just do it. And so he would always motivate you to do it? I always watched him, and, and he would always <laughs> invite me to church and family things. Yeah. And he never tried to fix me. He just loved me. But at that point, he said, you're a dummy. Just do this. You know it's true. Just get baptized. Join the club. So I did.
1: Would you say that, like kind of made you feel like there's more of a purpose instead of just like living and dying or living having children and then dying
0: like you yeah, feel i've like... always felt like that that was that just to die and and be dust and have, have nothingness it seems like a and when you look out at the universe and the stars what a colossal waste of space that is yeah and i don't know where we go where spirit world is if it's around us or if it's some spot Some address in heaven, I don't know. No one's ever sent me a postcard after they've gone over, crossed over, so I don't know where they live. Makes no sense to just live and then die. So the whole fact, the whole idea that we are eternal spirits and that we live makes more sense to me. Yeah. Don't really know what I'm gonna do when I go there, but it makes more sense.
1: Okay. So it wouldn't be more purpose, it would be more, it just makes sense that Mm -hmm. it would be that. Okay. Did the missionary, or if you could train all the missionaries in the world, what few things would you want them to know/slash understand about those they are working
0: with? I would say they have to they have to truly be interested in that person, get to know them, know their story, and why what has led them to the point they're at right now. Okay, because if you don't know them. That's why I think that just genuine interest in people There's a great phrase by Stephen Covey that says, if you want to be interesting, be interested. And if you're interested in people, they'll open up. You'll so learn.
1: kind of just be real with them. Yes. About. Always okay. be real. Like your, uh, your own story. And then I guess being intentful with loving them
0: yes. as well. That's how you soften hearts. There is another goofy church film called Oh, what's it called? It's really funny. I think it's called Mobsters and Mormons. And there's this this guy from New York, New York City, and he, he witnesses a crime in the mob. He's he's involved in the mob. So he, he he's on a witness relocation program to protect him and his family. And they get sent to Spanish Fork, Utah. <laughs> and you can imagine this, you know, stereotypical, he's got an hey, forget about it, you know what I'm saying? He's got an accent from Brooklyn, and, you know, he's just rough, really rough and gruff, and he's in this quiet little Mormon neighborhood in Spanish Fork. And you can imagine how he stands out. I mean, He's out in the goes out to get his mail and his underwear in his mailbox, and all the neighbors are looking from behind their curtains and whispering and talking and gossiping. And there was a, a young man who, I think he was the elders quorum president in the ward, who just befriends him and is genuinely interested in him. And about halfway through the show, the guy says, why do you even care? What, my? Why do you even care about me? He said, I don't know, I just, I like you. I wanna to get to know you, I love you. He would, had been the only Christ-like example to this guy in the neighborhood is because he wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted to love him and know him. I feel like you don't really find that a lot. Like, you,
1: you, it's hard to find that anywhere else. I think is a genuine interest in someone. If you're not getting something out of it, yeah,
0: it, everyone's so busy with their with life. It takes effort. Uh, That's why I do my little podcast. Is because I like to get to know people, and it's fascinating to me to hear people's stories. And that breaks down so many barriers and walls. And we're in such a divided world right now. It's ridiculous how divided we are on everything. You're not Mormon enough. You're not anti-Mormon enough. You're not Christian, Catholic enough, Democrat enough, Republican enough, Trump loving enough, Biden, whatever, fill in the blank. We put people in these categories and we other them. You're, oh, you're in that group. You think like this, so you're in that group. So I put you in this box. Now I can I now I can understand you when in reality you don't. It's just you put them in that box so you don't have to put the effort in to get to know them.
1: Yeah, there're gonna be many people that are <clears throat> I mean, there's great people in all categories. I'm not saying well as well as just like outside of the church. I'm not saying there's not good people outside of the church. There's a great peop there's a lot of great people. But yeah, like you were saying it takes effort. It's mm-hmm. hard to find people that want to give that effort and kind of get to know you i'd say this is probably the first time i've like actually had a real conversation with you about like kind of getting to know you which is nice
0: and before before you got to this stage in your life were you really interested i was just a friend of your parents i mean were you interested genuinely at the time you probably weren't just because your life was in a different place
1: yeah i mean i i would have loved to uh like, get to know you. It's... I just have trouble with, uh... For some reason, getting to know... Uh... Dads. Or just guys. In general. I've always tended to get along with, like, women. With moms? Yeah. Just, it's always been... I think just, like, growing up. Kind of, like, uh, being adopted. My mom was always watching me. When I was a kid. Right. So I think that affects it a lot, too. Like, the... the truth to that. A lot of the comfort with being around, like, a woman. Uh, there's a lot of guys that don't know how to express their emotions. So, well,
0: gr- they they tend, yes, they can tend to be gruff and short, and whereas women, generally speaking, are natural nurturers. Mm-hmm. So, they're softer. I agree with you there. So,
1: yeah, it's always been just kind of easier to, for me to kind of get along with women, and I've always just had this uncomfortable feeling around men when it comes to things like that so i think this or especially something for my mission something that i'm like super excited for is to i mean i'm gonna be around another guy for two Two years years. like just another guy and i mean it's something i'm nervous about because i'm like oh i haven't like I i have guy friends but it's not like
0: it'll be your brother from another mother
1: yeah you get you get to know people who you don't necessarily get along with or
0: you may not naturally seek them out but you're a thrust in you're assigned this person yeah and you have to figure it out
1: so you get a lot of variety i think that's something that i'm like really excited about is you i'm gonna get that variety and like hopefully it'll get more comfortable as it goes on that i can express my emotions to i guess guys alone i usually i don't like feel comfortable doing that because you express something to a guy and they kind of just go, Oh yeah. And they don't really say anything. They kind of don't really like
0: when in their mind, they might be going weirdo.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you kind of don't know what to, for me, I don't really know what to say. Like I have friends where like I can be their friend and like, I'll look out for them, but I can't, I can't tell them anything about my personal life or they'll kind of just blow it off.
0: You think they will?
1: Well, like I, sometimes I know, but it's just cuz I feel like they don't have the mental capacity to express their own feelings. Cuz it's it's so normal for guys to be men. Like the, yeah, the aspect the, of men. The macho
0: men. And 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 you're night you're 19. Yeah. You are also 19. Yeah. And that's going to come with time too. I I have, you know, my dad 82 still struggles to express feelings because he's never practiced it or he's rarely practiced it Yeah, with, with, with us.
1: And like, yeah, I, I understand from a certain understanding like that people don't practice it. It's not normal for, I guess normal for men to have feelings about certain things. Right. Yeah.
0: Cause it's, it's been marketed to us that we have to be a certain way, react a certain way, which is dumb. And yeah, I mean, it's
1: it's the same thing for women. Like, Mm -hmm. they've been placed into a category, too. Stereotypes. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, there's definitely toxic things about both. But, yeah. From that, it's just I'm excited to kind of push myself into something I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Get used to that. It'll be be good. I mean, that's
0: good advice for anybody. I'm trying to Be comfortable with not being comfortable.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially just like waking up every morning at 630, kind of like, how do I get myself out of bed without telling myself that like this sucks, (laughs) Um, which should be a normal thing for me is to wake up at 630 and like not, I don't know, like, you know, when you're so tired, you kind of sit there and you just like, you kind of feel brain dead. (laughs) You know, when you're like eating your food in the morning, mm-hmm. it's like, so it's like, I'm, I'm trying to understand that. And like, there's a lot more to that, but I think like, there's a lot more to that than that in a mission, obviously. But it's like, we were talking in church yesterday. It was like, God isn't going to place you in a area where you feel comfortable because you're not growing. Correct. And like, I've been thinking about that a lot today. And yesterday, just kind of like, that like, kind of (laughs) sucks to like, think about because you're just like, like, oh, I got, I'm not going to be comfortable really that much.
0: It's almost like the fear of the uncomfortable is more than the actual uncomfortable experience. Yeah. It's the the dreading of, oh, this is going to suck. Yeah. I mean, how many times in church, as you grow up in church, you're at, your parents are making you go to some stupid activity with the youth. And you're like, I don't want to go. It's going to be dumb, right? Have you ever said that? Yeah, you get in your head about it. And and then you get there. And it's not that bad. It's not so dumb. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's the, anticipated, the fear of the unknown. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I have been teaching this emotional or facilitating an emotional resilience class for 10 weeks. Twice a week, we're doing it. And I struggle every week to go to both classes. I don't want to go. But every time I get there... It's always awesome, but I piss and moan and whine about, and I don't have the emotional resilience to go yeah. facilitate the emotional resilience class. But when we get there, it's always awesome, and we really connect with all the people that are in it.
1: It's it's weird it still that it doesn't get
0: any easier every week. Yeah,
1: and it's it's weird that something that's like good for you, you kind of like want to not do.
0: Yeah, that's that's yeah. And yeah. it's like that's every the normal. Doing the wrong thing is easy. Doing the hard thing is the the right, I'll say maybe not right or wrong, but yeah, anything that's going to help you grow is going to be hard and you're going to fight it and you're not going to want to do it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening today. And I want to apologize for the abrupt ending to this interview as we had a few little technical glitches. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain. One, it's free. Two, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. Four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It is so stinking easy. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You will not be disappointed. Thank you again for listening to The Parish, The Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from the Paris to Thought Show.